all, everything's actually all right. You're okay. Hello, and welcome to episode three of the High Hopes podcast. And yeah, it's been a, uh, an eventful week for anyone who's been paying attention to uh, Kanye, the world of Kanye West. Yeah. Hello, Richard. <laughs> How are you this this current week? I'm great. Oh. Uh, Nick, thank you for asking. I'm reporting to you from the secret underground location somewhere in Munster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kanye West, yeah, he's, he's definitely uh, a controversial figure, which... Uh, as it happens, is the theme of this episode, divisive figures. So we're mm-hmm. going to talk about Ye, as he is now legally known, and Yay. Alex Jones. Alex Jones yes. from InfoWars. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been a while now since we've uh, heard Alex. He just shows up every now and again, and it's usually for all the wrong reasons. But yeah, Jesus, I, I did, where to begin with Kanye? I mean, it started what, earlier in the week with... Uh, having a, a white lives matter shirt at some fashion like gig and on the basis of that he lost uh, uh like some kind of business deal with some fashion designer who happened to be jewish and on the back end of that he tweeted some relatively <laughs> anti-semitic remarks on twitter that eventually just led us up to the point we're at now which is a, just a, an objective shitstorm. uh i was actually even looking around there's actually a few people like discussing whether or not he needs a a conservatorship like Britney Spears but apparently that is a very uh, touchy subject regarding you know Kanye's race like whether or not he should have control over any of these assets or anything but I don't think there's any better uh, candidate for it like really at this stage he just he definitely needs a handler yeah he's, he's a guy who really lost his grip on reality I think in the last handful of years like everybody was aware of his earlier hip-hop albums. He had Late Registration, Graduation, 808s and Heartbreak, and uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy in 2010. And uh, in my opinion, after that, he just released a load of shit. And yep. <laughs> uh, he, he, he fully embraced his worst human qualities over the years. He allowed himself to become an arrogant, deluded, obnoxious egomaniac. And that's without even mentioning his wife and her family, who, you know, I would have mixed feelings about to put it lightly yeah they're the, the ultimate vein i mean i'm pretty sure kanye was already a pretty vain dude but uh linking up with the kardashians i say i just compounded it but uh i agree yeah everything up until uh, my beautiful dark twist of fantasy was amazing well i could uh, give or take it away heartbreak uh i don't know i'm not a big fan of the all auto tune so yeah i wasn't a fan but uh yeah everything since yeezus i don't know what it was i mean there's a few good tracks on there but like from the opening track where he tries to be a fixed twin, I just I was like, oh Jesus Christ, what am I in for? But uh, you know, black black skinhead, uh, I'm in it. Uh, drink my liquor, like uh, all yeah. There's a few good tunes, but I found that's when he started to falter a bit. And every album since then has just been uh, an obnoxious load of shite. Really, I like I like his collab yeah. with Jay Z, but uh, other than that, really, Jesus. I mean, I I can almost say I mean I can't uh, honestly speak on Dota two. Because I haven't listened to it, I was kind of uh, they dropped the ball really with Kanye at that point. But uh, yeah, even if I was a big purveyor of his of his music and I, I really enjoyed it, I would still separate the art from the artist at this stage and just acknowledge the guy is an absolute prick. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, just to give you an annoying minor correction there, it's Donda too. Actually, Donda. 
Uh, oh, what before <laughs> the internet people comment about your very slight error. Uh, just goes to show how little I care about his recent efforts. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm with you there. So just to dive a little deeper into um, exactly what happened with Ye recently, he was blocked from posting on Twitter and Instagram over anti-Semitic posts. He has also suggested slavery was a choice and called the COVID-19 vaccine the mark of the beast. Um, after getting locked out of the social media platforms, he's offered to buy right-wing friendly social network Parler. Yeah. Um, so what he actually was saying um, on, or some of it on social media was he said he would go death con three on Jewish people. Jew- Sorry, it was on Jewish people in caps lock. <laughs> um, this was an apparent reference to the U.S. defense readiness condition scale known as DEF CON. Uh, he said, you guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who ever opposes your agenda in, in a tweet which was removed by Twitter. Um, you know, that annoyed the Anti-Defamation League, of course, because why wouldn't it? And uh, he was also, like you said, he was criticized for wearing a White Lives Matter t-shirt to his Yeezy collection show in Paris uh, at the start of this month, October. Um the shirt also made an appearance on the runway, one of the models, or if not two of them, I think. And according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, which tracks hate groups, White Lives Matter is in fact a neo-Nazi group. So, uh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> I might just uh, allow you to run run through the many companies at this point who have severed ties with Kanye. Yeah, well, the, I guess the the most recent one, I guess the most groundbreaking one was Adidas. It pretty much ended it with them on Tuesday, uh, which is, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, last Tuesday, today's Thursday as we're recording this, of this. But yeah, Adidas estimates ending his partnership, uh, that their partnership will cost 250 million euro in net income this year. So their partnership was uh, was uh, pretty, pretty solid. Like, obviously, they was it was kind of they both got most out of it but i think adidas got more out of having been linking up with kanye than anything i mean his easy line brought in an estimated two billion a year which accounted for nearly 10 percent of the annual adidas revenue like which is jesus i mean i don't Not too see, shabby i don't see them actually touching you know any other artists now that can bring in the revenue like that but uh, the other ones that was like Bal- Balenciaga, some designer Balenciaga. House. Bal- <laughs> yeah, I'm a fashion connoisseur, as you can tell. Creative Arts Agency, ah, Jesus, like yeah, his his agency went to like DefCon on him, like the Cohen Chair, Lions, Griefer, Thorpe, and Rotten Stretch Law Firm, which has essentially been representing Kanye since his divorce. That's all over. Footlocker, Gap, JP Morgan, like banks are just running for the hills at this stage. Uh, United Talent Agency, and then uh, just collectors in general. Like it's not just the corporations that are distancing themselves. It's collectors of his shoes and clothes, how they're offloading them, and the secondary market as a whole for those have essentially deflated with prices dropping 30% or more. And honestly, I, I on the t- basis of that, it's one thing to ha- have him you know, be cancelled by all these groups. But it, it, for me, the biggest worry was the implications that he was going to have. Like he has a considerable reach and it has clearly reached uh, the wrong people. Uh, well, depends really how he sees that. But a number of people raised their arms as a Nazi salute as he stood behind the banner saying Kanye is right about the Jews which hung on the bridge over Interstate 405 in Los Angeles last Saturday. So we're already seeing the bullshit. Like just just, from just crazy nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with take with potentially tweets. violent uh, 
ramifications, you know? Yeah, I mean, the impression it leaves on... I mean, these people are already ignorant. I don't, I don't Kanye's words swayed them to go completely 180, but, you know, the, the fact that these people are not willing to acknowledge their flaws or their own and not the effect of some, you know, uh, mythical Jew behind the curtain, you know, master of a puppet, as it will. But uh, the other problem really is the, 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 the possible stigma of mental illness increasing off at the back of, of Kanye because a lot of his fanboys love to write off his behavior as a, as a source of his mental problems. But honestly, I think he's a grifter first and foremost before any mental yeah. <laughs> mental health discussion is brought up. I mean, you can't explain away anti-Semitism with mental with mental illness. But really, I think uh, the person, the key really to all of this, because I find Kanye to be an incredibly impressionable human being, no different than his fans, he was grifted by Candace Owens. She pretty much started all of this, this like extreme right-wing political pundit, conspiracy theorist, what have you. She grifted Kanye into believing the narrative that George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose and not an illegal police practice which is just insane and i'm happy to see that floyd's family are actually planning legal action for all these comments yeah um just i i, I don't know I, like candace owens is is just another person you could talk for a long time about in terms of divisiveness i, I reckon but yeah. uh yeah you, you had noted that her her husband's failing social media platform parlor yeah. is uh <laughs> is the very one that kanye has been talking about purchasing recently um and then you know computer scientist lex friedman uh his podcast um was amazing by the way <laughs> yeah like you you were listening to that i i missed that one so you might give a little detail on that if you don't mind Oh, really? It was just Kanye doubling down on all of his views. I was expecting this to be the damage control, you know, because it's Lex. I mean, I've been, I occasionally dip in and out of his podcast. Um, he occasionally can be a bit of a contrarian when it comes to, you know, the whole uh, right versus left. Like he, I find course, recently yeah. he tends to be more uh, forgiving of uh, kind of right wing attitudes than most left wing. He kind of focuses on the left nowadays, but I kind of dip in and out depending on the guests he has. And fair yeah. fox to him, look, he really, he, he held Kanye's feet to the fire now. He really wanted to know, well, where are you going with this? And he really called him out on, like, whatever issues Kanye has with uh, Howard Stern. Focus on Howard Stern. Don't say Jew shop. Because that, <laughs> the cabal that is, of Jews controlling the world. Yeah. yeah, like, Jesus. Like, I mean, he doesn't focus on any of the Pacific people he has beef with. He just focus on, oh, what are they? Oh, they're all of Pacific uh, ethnicity or race or religion. Oh, just focus on that, which is bizarre, honestly, for a black man to do, especially in America of all places. He, he of all people, should know the effects of generalization and just, you know, basically grouping people based on other people's work. But yeah, getting conned into parlor, I honestly hope he, that falls right on its face because I remember when that first started up, it, it died on arrival because it's essentially just a right wing version of Twitter. But uh, yeah, like, uh, I mean, I wish kind of Lex kind of talked more about that because really kind of got grifted with that. But other than that, you know, it was nice to see finally someone was actually challenging Kanye on his views and in a lot of ways similar to uh, Jimmy Kimmel did in 2000 and I want to say 19 he had him on the show and he was having none of the manga bullshit and Jimmy basically got him up against the wall and got Kanye to admit that the only reason why he liked Trump was because he wants to be a contrarian like 
oh yeah, all these people don't like Trump, well I do because I'm unique, I'm special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's essentially what Lex kind of did here as well. He kind of exposed Kanye as just being someone who's incredibly fallical and just he doesn't he doesn't really know half the, what, what he's even saying. He starts sentences and he doesn't even know where he's going to end up. Like, and most importantly, and I think it's the biggest thing he, I've noticed from the Lex podcast. He wants. He doesn't want to change the system. He wants in. He wants to benefit from it, despite giving the impression he wants to tear it down. Like he, he does it under the guise that he's doing it for everybody else, his people. But in reality, mm-hmm. it's just him. Like he, the guy is, yeah, he's a lost cause at this stage. He's an egomaniac. And do you remember a few years? Well, I suppose it was a handful of years ago now. He was on. Uh, oh boy, why did I decide to bring this up when I can't remember the host's name? Bear with me. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. Zane Lowe, when he was on oh, Zane Lowe's Apple show, uh, do you remember him just proclaiming himself to be a god? He was like, I am a god. He's, he's an actual maniac. He's, he's... Yeah. But look, the, 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 we could, we could, we, it's easy to make fun of someone like uh, Ye and, and all his mad outbursts and stuff. But at the end of the day, it is it just seems to be the case that his inner circle and people who are close to him professionally and in his own private life, it seems like they're not stepping in enough to actually help him with his clear uh, signs of mental illness. Like, I, I, I have a feeling he's on alternative uh, medicine rather than kind of proper established stuff. And like, clearly he hasn't been getting the therapy he needs because he, he does come across as a very troubled person. So it's important not to forget that as well. He is clearly a deeply disturbed man. Um, but... Yeah, I think it's time for him to kind of actually take action on his mental health and have a sit down for a while and just kind of kind of look, look at himself in the mirror a bit and, and, and calm it with the crazy outbursts and the, and the ridiculous statements, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's, he's got to want to do that first before it'll ever stick. But yeah, I mean, it, it'd be crazy to honestly see him come back from this. But a part of me believes he will just, you know, keep the head down you know, make it appear that he's actually trying to better himself and he's doing a lot of, you know, introspection. And I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I, I doubt it. But Stay tuned person, for more Kanye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But one person who <laughs> isn't coming back <laughs> is... Well, that's for sure. Far-right radio podcast host and conspiracy theorist, host of the Alex Jones Show from Austin, Texas, who runs the, uh, the Info Wars, News Wars, and prison planet websites alex jones our good friend alex jones well <laughs> a friend to basically anyone who believes that the earth is flat that people politicians are lizards and that 9-11 was an inside job so i don't know basically i'm so happy to finally see the back end of these lawsuits that are all coming stemming from the the sandy hook massacre in 2012 like all these families are finally getting their restitution I guess like uh, a lot of people are trying to compare Judge to Doctor Evil by trying to get him like one <laughs> billion dollars. So <laughs> yeah, I I don't know about this man. Like I mean, whereas Kanye is obviously going to lose a lot of sponsors and stuff, I don't see Jones losing them because a lot of these sponsors are his own. He sells his own kind of snake oil supplements. Uh, he has these bogus like coronavirus treatment products. Like he, he got he was only... ordered to stop selling that in in 2020. In uh, yeah, in in where was it? Let me see. I'm I'm struggling to find it in my own notes here. <laughs> it was in there. March 2020, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. The New York Attorney General ordered him to stop selling his bogus coronavirus treatment products. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but just to delve a little into like how we got here, just some of the crazy, you know, a little bit of the crazy he's given us over the years. Oh, yeah. uh, among other conspiracies, he's previously promoted the Pizzagate theory, which stemmed from the hacking of the computer of Hillary Clinton's uh, campaign chair in March of 2016. In late 2016, proponents of this conspiracy began promoting the belief that emails uncovered were supposedly coded in a way that connected many high-ranking Democrats to a global human trafficking and child sex ring. Uh, so yeah, that's just one of the theories he's promoted. I mean, I wasn't ever a massive conspiracy theorist, but I always enjoyed, you know, challenging and questioning certain narratives. And that was the fun aspect of conspiracy, you know, theories. Uh, Like, you never punched, you know, down. It was never a case of that. It was always a case of punching up. Like, you're always challenging the system, you know, trying to expand your mind. But obviously, once it comes down to the cold hard facts, you don't challenge it. It's there. It's science. It's factual. You know, so you just move on. But... It, Jones like challenges science half the time. Like he he plays to both sides half the time. <laughs> half the time, but he he it's weird. Like I mean, he was so anti-Bush in the early two thousands. Who obviously, as we all know, was Republican. So a lot of people like to use that as an example of why he is in full right wing. But at this right. stage, there's no coming back. Like he is honestly at this stage. I mean, I'd be genuinely curious to see if Joe Rogan <laughs> will ever have him back because. Yeah, I mean, there was a, all those other times that he had him on. I guess he still had the stink of the Sandy Hook, you know, lies and everything and all, all the abuse he had directed towards the parents of those kids. But even then, I, I don't, I didn't think the controversy was enough to have him become a social leper. I mean, I'd be genuinely shocked if Joe ever has him on ever, ever again. But yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, to be fair, he's kind of earned um, his, his financial woes, I reckon, because like, Back in 2018 in August, a lot of the kind of big tech companies just banished him uh, into the ether, you know. So in uh, Meta, who were known as Facebook back then, Apple, YouTube, Spotify, they all cut ties with Infowars and the various Alex Jones vehicles. Um, a Meta spokesperson at the time said, Upon review, we have taken it down for glorifying violence and using dehumanizing language to describe people who are transgender, Muslims and immigrants. And I mean, I myself, personally, I was just thinking earlier this evening, I have uh, memories of a, a doorman, a security doorman outside a bar I once worked at in San Francisco. And uh, he was a big Alex Jones fan. Um, he was, he was a, well, I guess I don't want to describe him too much, but he was a, a big, burly man of a certain background, former Navy. And uh, uh, he, yeah, you know a real so-called patriot and uh he used to rant and rant and rant to whoever would listen which was practically always nobody because nobody ever wanted to hear it (laughs) uh he would always go on and on and on about alex jones saying this and that about immigrants and how immigrants are ruining the country and i'm not racist but the usual carry on like you know always a but and uh you know i liked to try to listen to his points of view well i mean that's what i i I tried to be kind of uh receptive to because he he needed someone to tell all of this to 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 vent or whatever so i kind of liked to torture myself um some evenings by i guess in a friendly gesture i would like allow him to say a certain amount but then i would always forget that as soon as you open that pandora's box he's never going to shut up 
and uh, like it's it's the, the rant will never end you know so you end up stuck there just going okay yeah i gotta get back to work all right all yeah. right see you later yeah yeah he's so, kind of like alex so like in that regard because he has so much he has so much information that he has to give out he like yeah you just can't leave it <laughs> exactly but to go into more detail about this uh texas restitution order Oh yeah. Um, it was over nine hundred and sixty-five million dollars in damages that Jones has to pay to the families of the Sandy Hook school shooting victims. Um, so that shooting happened back in December twenty twelve. Yeah. Um, he claimed that the school shooting was a false flag operation perpetrated, sorry, perpetrated by gun control advocates. Because, like, of course, you know who else? Uh, he said that nobody died there. The incident was staged and completely fake with actors. So, you know, I, I can't remember, you know, the exact figure of his audience size, but I'm pretty sure he had an enormous amount of devout listeners. And so you can imagine they began harassing, stalking and threatening survivors because um, they all thought these are evil people who have um, created a false flag event. So... You know, all this harassment actually ended up in uh, one of the plaintiffs um, dying of suicide in March of 2019. Um, Jesus, I didn't know that. Yeah, Jeremy Richman, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing the last name right, he he died by suicide. His daughter, oh. Aviel, was killed in the shooting. So um, oh. people were being bothered constantly so much by all these raving lunatics who adore Alex Jones that that's what ha ended up happening you know and yes. believe it or not um some of the sandy hook families accused uh, alex jones of funneling millions out of his empire to himself and his extended family while he was claiming bankruptcy oh so, yeah 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 i remember yeah <laughs> on early 6th a lawsuit was filed accusing jones of hiding assets worth millions of dollars after he began being sued for defamation by the families the yes. suit claimed that he conspired to divert his assets to shell companies owned by insiders like his parents, his children, and himself. The lawsuit alleged, alleged that Jones drew $18 million from the InfoWars company beginning in 2018 and accused him of claiming a dubious $54 million debt at about the same time to another company alleged by the lawsuit to be also owned by Jones. That's what I'm worried about now. I, I still need to read up on my Texas law. You know, I'm a bit behind in it. But uh, yeah, I'm really worried that they won't be able to like uh, uh, navigate around that. Because I remember reading about how he was funneling all of his money to try and make himself look bankrupt. So any form of restitution would default. But yeah, hopefully they catch the bastard. That is such a scummy thing to do. And yeah, I had no idea about that guy, uh, Jeremy Richmond. Like, Jesus Christ, that is awful. Like, it's bad enough to go through the horrors that those parents went through. But, um, yeah. yeah, Jesus. Rest in peace. You know, um, but, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'd say really two of the most, well, two of the biggest grifters going, you know, really got their comeuppance this weekend. Yeah, while I, while I believe entirely in freedom of speech, I want to stress that, I, I'm just not particularly keen on freedom of consequences and yeah while i fear this won't be the end of yay uh too many people make excuses for for him as it is like especially now with racism could be utilized to make kanye a victim rather than an instigator whereas alex has no hope only genetic <laughs> dead ends like genetic dead ends are the only people left listening to him and like even though there are, i remember originally like i know a handful of people now that would say they listen to him ironically they don't believe in any of the shit he says they kind of watch him 
like they would watch a pro wrestler from the 80s <laughs> cut a promo like you know just yelling and screaming and blah 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 like they watch him ironically but even now they'd finally got a clue cashed in their chips and realized he's not fun anymore it's not cool to ironically like alex jones he's a legitimate piece of shit like <laughs> yeah and uh if you could just uh continue more with your views on him i'm gonna just quietly and discreetly look up a youtube video i i want to get the exact title and all that ready to do, recommend do. it to our listeners yeah no well when it comes to Alex Jones, I mean, I remember when I first got, like, oh God, he's been really in my, you know, public eye really for a long time. Because I remember when I first got a broadband in about 2004, I was always trying to look for kind of websites that dealt with conspiracy theory. You know, I remember when I was 15 when Loose Change came out, uh, that 9-11 documentary. I was 17 when Zeitgeist came out. And while... I wasn't balls deep into the whole 9-11 conspiracy. It was just, uh, it was kind of interesting just really to uh, see these narratives kind of be challenged. And obviously now looking back, they're a load of shit, like especially Lou <laughs> Change. Lou <laughs> Change is honestly one of the funniest documentaries. It really just goes to show how impressionable teenage minds are. At 15, I was like, oh my God, they did it. They, 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 it was a self-job. <laughs> they did it in, inside. Oh my God. But no, yeah, for the most part, it's, Oh, a big uh, bunch of fooey, but Alex Jones, fooey. I remember even then, he was like, he would pop in, they would usually slice audio of him talking about 9-11 into all these, you know, truth or 9-11 uh, documentaries, so I was no stranger to the man by the time San Diego came around. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure he, I'm, yeah, I think he was already on Joe Rogan by that stage, I'm not sure though, but uh, like, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are anyone who's had an active internet connection for over 20 years probably is kind of uh, occasionally dipped in and out of 4chan they were more than likely have, have, have discovered Alex Jones at some stage so it's nice to know it's finally coming to an end I mean he's still well, gonna have hoping. yeah I mean he, he's somewhat self in, like self-sustaining he's very independent in that regard so he'll still have Infowars he'll still be probably broadcasting but he'll still have his he, snake oil his, oh, yeah. his supplements, his uh, longevity supplements, and whatever the hell else he sells. But I, I was, uh, yeah, I was reminding myself there because I'm senile, you see, uh, <laughs> and I don't remember anything. So I looked it up. There is, in my opinion, a largely fantastic YouTube channel. I say largely because there are a few videos where I just, I didn't connect much with them. I didn't find them especially interesting. But I would say nineteen. 90%, 95% of the videos are really good. Um, it's Channel 5 with Andrew Callahan. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> this guy, Andrew Callahan, used to used to have a YouTube channel called All Breaks, No Gas, uh, which was him and he, a few of his close friends on cameras um, going around the United States in a caravan uh, or an RV, as they would call it, and uh, just documenting a lot of the sort of batshit crazy happenings uh, whether it's politics or music festivals or protests whatever you you know conspiracy theorists gatherings and uh, that was a, a great channel until it it transpired that uh, certain people involved with all breaks no gr no gas uh, kind of shafted him in some ways so he went on to establish his own channel called channel 5 which has a patreon and so on and so forth and very recently, he had 
a pretty exceptional interview with Alex Jones of Infowars. Um, now, you could call it an interview very loosely, but the majority of it was just, just Alex, true to form, rambling nonstop without, you know, Andrew being able to get a word in edgewise. Um, yeah. Yelling, was, lots of yelling. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was pretty much Andrew, like, he's actually a great um, presenter because he does he does let the crazies get it all out of their system consistently like he just knows how to connect with people kind of approach them um with open in an open-minded way where he's not overly dominating as an interviewer he's not intrusive too much but he just kind of jabs and prods them enough to get the interesting content out you know and um he's got uh, he's got an amazing ability to to get a rap freestyle out of the most random people <laughs> who just have no place rapping to anyone um, so that's always entertaining but he was asking Alex Jones about the Sandy Hook stuff a little bit and Alex Jones just went off on a big mad rant where he said um you know it's all true uh I, I you know I killed all those children I'm Satan uh everything bad in in the world is because of me I started it yeah yeah I started genocides yeah yeah that was me back then uh, Adolf Hitler that was me no, no, no. Yeah. and he just goes off on this tangent where like there's no coming back from it and he actually just walks out of the interview <laughs> so he pretty much yeah. knew he had nothing to stand on uh so he just went went at it for however long it was like over 10 minutes of ranting so that's pretty much i like i didn't watch much of the trials they're all on youtube now there's actually a big uh kind of large interest now in televised you know trials and uh remember that jesus that johnny depp ever heard one from a while back but uh yeah there's a few clips of uh, alex jones saying the same thing that he said in that interview that you met from channel five it was just like it's a case of a perpetual child like a, a baby who just not getting his way and he's just throwing throwing a strap basically so yeah yep. like i remember him doing that the same on the stand with the, the victim's parents in the in the courtroom like just yelling yeah it's me i'm responsible for all of it that's his way of just you know dismissing all the accusations which make up the epitome of a diversive individual which has been the topic of episode three of the High Hopes podcast. What a lovely close to the episode. And uh, I guess the moral that we've learned from eccentric personality types like Ye and Mr. Jones and, you know, people maybe like Donald Trump, former president yeah. of America, uh, people like, um, oh, let's Ultimate. not go into too much. But the moral is parents say no to your children from time to time <laughs> exactly i think Down that's with about it. personalities <laughs> do not develop uh, a giant crazy man baby say no while they're growing up tell them they can't have things they're not always right they're not a, a living god you know preferably don't say things like that and then you should have a nice well-adjusted adult so yeah we'll talk to you next week thanks for listening guys ciao for now